Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Does picking an outfit have you running a little too fashionably late? We get it. Great taste takes time. That's why Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery, has your back with the largest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, delivered in under 60 minutes. Convenience never goes out of style. So if you need to spend some extra time in the mirror instead of at the store, download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com today. Steve Miller was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame by the Black Keys. And while the singer who created such hits as The Joker, Take the Money and Run and Abracadabra, was mostly smiles during the ceremony, he took aim at the organizers of the hall when it came to getting tickets for his loved ones or even his band. The whole process needs to be changed from the top to the bottom. Doesn't need to be this hard. There's nothing fancy going on out there uh, that requires all of this stuff. They need to get their legal work straight. They need to respect the artists they say they're honoring, which they don't. I don't have any of my paperwork as signed. I have no, no licensing agreements with these people. They're trying to steal footage. They're trying to make me indemnify them. When they told me I was inducted, they said, you ha- can have two tickets, one for your wife and one for yourself. Want another one? It's $10,000. Sorry, that's the way it goes. They said... I'm playing here. What about my band? What about their wives? What about... They make this so unpleasant that they came this close. They came, you, No, we're not going to wrap this one up. I'm going to wrap you up. You go sit down over there and learn something. So here's, here's what you need to know. This is how close this whole show came to not happening because of the way the artists were actually being treated right now. So I'll wrap it up right now. During their speech, Cheap Trick also took aim at the hall's restrictive ticket policies towards inductees. In the next two, in the next two months, I should be at number eight and number nine grandchildren. And thank you for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for charging so much that I didn't have to bring them all out here. I think that the the nominating committee of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is so fucked up and they're just so inbred and they're so off course. I think the only reason that I was asked to be in it now is because they had to do a TV show and that's all the Hall of Fame was. There is no Hall of Fame. There was no party. They didn't introduce any of the inductees or the inductors. We never saw each other. There never was a little thing where they said, hey, this is the Hall of Fame and we're raising money and we're doing these music education programs and all that stuff. It was like 
shut the fuck up. If you don't do what we tell you to do, we're going to cut you from the show. And we go, mm. really? Cut mm. us from the show. <laughs> it's okay. And then they say, all right, we're not going to cut you from the show, and you can have five tickets for the band. Fuck you. We want tickets for the band, the wives and stuff. It just went on, and it was three months of insults and bullshit. And the actual event was a sound check that lasted 12 minutes, this kind of shitty cocktail party on the mezzanine of the arena, <laughs> then was sent out to a table where I sat down at the table and didn't know anybody, and the people that were in the front of us never even turned around to say hi. We just sat there. We went and played a couple of numbers, then off for this press thing, and the first thing they go was like, hey, how do you feel that they didn't put you in for 23 years? You know, and you kind <laughs> of go like, fuck you, fuck all of you people. You're listening to the Cobras on Fire podcast, part of the Decibel Geek and Uncontrolled Noise Radio Network. We're talking the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominees with our special guest, Josh Toomey. Covers and Fire. My name is Baco. I am joined by Luce Cannon and from the Talk To Me show, Josh Toomey. Welcome back to the program. Well, thanks for having me, Baco, and uh, no thanks to you, Luce. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I've run out of excuses, so I decided to join. Uh, I, the reason I brought you guys here is I really just want to squash this beef. Oh, I, I, I brought you under here under false pretenses. Damn oh. it. This is intervention? Yeah. What's that? What's that, babe? I, I gotta go. I gotta go. <laughs> Damn it! Oh man! All right. well, no, actually, welcome, yeah. man. I I have both of you here because uh, I'm pretty sure we are the only three people trying to get Joe Tex into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He better be in this year. Is he even nominated this year? He did not make the the nomination list. It's nice to know that you're ready to to get into this, though. (laughs) Hey, look, I'm I'm right here. Look at me. I can't see you. I can't see you either. Are you? Is there a a camera? Is this? Is this? No, only my uh, only my special camera for uh, for paid paid attendees. Ooh, nice. I see. Okay. So, no, the real reason, obviously, we're here is our annual talk about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, uh, which uh, you've managed to only do once, Luce, and, and you, you didn't include me or Toomey the, the one time you decided to talk about this. So, uh, No, I also expressed I expressed my thoughts on a uh, a voice memo and, and sent it over to you one year. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. No, but it's good to have everybody on board. Um, yeah, I, I think... Uh, well, I don't know. Before we get into the list of, of nominees this year, uh, can you mind if I shoot out a couple facts about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Please. All right. Uh, well, I think most importantly is everybody knows it's in Cleveland, but do they know the latitude and longitude coordinates? 
It can be found at 41 degrees by, I think, I don't know how to read these things, by 30 feet and 31 inches north by 81 degrees, 41 feet, 44 inches west. This is bananas. I don't think I said that right. Mind's blown. (laughs) (laughs) It's good to know. Just in case that, uh, when would that be coming into use? Uh, I don't know. I just, uh, something I thought would be interesting for the I was unaware there was going to be any math. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, how about a little fun fact? Then, were you either one of you aware that the Beatles were not in the first class nominated to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? This is bananas. <sighs> no, because was there a reason? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, well, it, it's it's often used as a fact, uh, like in articles to, to talk about. So, see, it's no big deal. You didn't get in the first time. Here's the little detail they leave out: the Beatles were not eligible until the second year of the fall this of the Hall is of Fame. Bananas. Uh, it was nominating okay. people, and guess what? They got in right away. So, see, I, I thought you're. I thought you were going to tell him that uh, that actually that that you're also Rufus was on the the ballot. <laughs> <laughs> Still not in. Yeah, <laughs> Rufus, keep trying. Oh man! Well, I, I will say this: just a quick synopsis of this year's picks. It, it seems finally a little more rock centric, not as hard rock centric as, as my personal taste would like, but it's it's at least got a lot of uh, I don't know bands that have guitars that might be a little distorted. What do you guys think? As I. S- Sit here and look at it now. I, I do see a little bit more metal, a little bit more hard rock and stuff. So, so yeah, it's not bad. It's not, not too bad. It it is what it is. Well, I think you can <laughs> say that about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in general. Go. All right. Well, if there's nothing else, why don't we just get into the list? We'll start breaking them down and we'll go. Um, the first up, we got Pat Benatar. We're running with the shadows of the night. So baby, take my hand. It'll be Uh, featuring Neil Giraldo, I think uh, uh, it's important to Neil that we mention that Neil Giraldo is part of Pat Benatar. I wish it was Greg Giraldo. Mm. Ooh, ooh. Who's Greg Giraldo? It's a comedian that passed away. Incredibly funny. <laughs> Unlike that joke. <laughs> oh, oh okay. yes. Is he associated with Dane Cook? <laughs> kind of the same era. He said he was funny. <laughs> I thought he was part of his crew at some point. I remember that guy. He was kind of like a, uh, a Seinfeld, no? Mm, maybe a little bit okay. dirtier Seinfeld. All right, well, let's just move forward. Yeah, well, yeah. Getting, getting back to hey, Pat Hey, Lewis, are you, uh, are you promoting anything? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, uh, buy a box of Cobras, you motherfuckers. Well, I think the first thing, uh, being that uh, we're such a, uh, a forward progressive thinking show, especially when it comes to the fair sex, the most important question I have for everybody here uh, when it comes to Pat Benatar is, uh, would you? Yeah. <sighs> eh, not that bad. Yeah, maybe back in the in the day. Um, I don't know. She, she's, held up, she's held up pretty good, but... Uh, uh, I guess uh, looks aside, uh, I w- I've never been a huge fan. She's obviously got a ton of hits. Uh, very, you know, uh, I don't know, I don't know, productive from uh, pretty pretty much the start of her career. Uh, as far as when, when she got on the major label with Neil Giraldo, uh, and <coughs> had a good run. Uh, was a big part of the the boom of MTV. I, I, I'm not sure I feel it though for the Hall of Fame. Yeah, Pat Benatar. My thoughts are that she is actually, I think, known. As much for her hairstyle, which was shocking for a woman to have short hair back then, right? Yeah, and well, she she bounced around quite a bit. I think the short hair came in more in the MTV era, but don't quote me yeah. on that. Yeah, well, that's that's what I remember. And, and you know, from looking at this too, it didn't look like she ever wrote any of her own stuff. Uh, um, Neil Giraldo did a lot of writing. Yeah, you got the, <laughs> the hit me with your best shot uh, is done by the uh, the. Uh, the guy named Eddie Schwartz, <laughs> and Hell Hell Hel- 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 for Children is also not her. I don't know. These are the songs that I knew. Uh, I will tell you that I am going to vote no for her. Just the simple fact that now, hold, I've seen hold a up lot- on the yay nay thing. Just sorry, uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I have, I'll okay. set everybody up for that. All right. Well, then I'll just say this. I will say no just because I've seen. You just uh, did it. Uh, <laughs> God damn Hold it. up on the yes no thing. Yeah, like just okay. give your, yeah. Lewis, it's a no. It's I, a no for me too, but. Okay. <laughs> well, I will tell you this much, and that is that I am not a big fan of hers, just for the simple fact I've seen karaoke where people get really drunk and say, "Hit me with your big cock," and I'm just not a fan. So. And that is that's really more Neil Giraldo's fault than Pat Benatar. <laughs> I, th- Eddie, I think that's Eddie Schwartz. Eddie Schwartz. Uh, what do you what do you got here, Tumi? The, the reason I know Pat Benatar at all at this point is my uh, my five year old is a big fan of "Hit Me with Your Best Shot," and uh, he will sing it along with it in the car, and it makes me uh, makes me laugh. Uh, "Love Is a Battlefield" is a pretty decent song. "We Belong" is is pretty good. Um, Fun fact, uh, Pat Benatar married Neil Giraldo on February 20th, <laughs> 1982, Ooh. which is my birthday. So Interesting. Yeah, you know, I'm trying to remember the name of the song by, by her that, that I really liked uh, back when it was you know, like a new, new song. But I think the fact that I'm still kind of trying to reach for some of these songs that aren't the, the, the radio staples just kind of shows where we're at with this. Um, uh, well, let's do a quick run around here, though. Uh, first, do you think she'll get in? And the second, uh, do you think she should get in? I would say yes if it was Rufus featuring Pat Benatar. <laughs> so, no. Yeah. You get one Rufus joke. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to me. I'm going to say no. That she doesn't get in and a no from me too. I think I think even though I think she's probably worthy of it maybe in a weaker year, I think that uh she's got a lot she's got too much to, to fight to get in the uh to get in the rock hall this year. Yeah, and it should be noted this is her first nomination, even though she's been eligible uh since two thousand four. Um I'm with you guys. No and no. I don't think she gets in and I just don't feel it as a rock and roll hall of famer. I, I will say this, she has a one of the, the, the most identifiable female voices in rock, 
that probably should count for more than credit that I'm giving her. Uh, maybe I'll soften in a year or two, but right now I'm saying no. All right then. All right. Well, uh, up next is uh, the, now today they just fo- they just closed um, the fan voting that they allow that that the, uh, that apparently Dave Matthews Band won, and that's our next guest. Our next guest. Welcome to the show, Dave. Hey, uh, hey what's going on, man? Uh, um, Dave, it's an honor. <laughs> Dave Matthews Band, I, you know, I'm going to kick it to, uh, to to you, Luce. Where you got here? I went to one Dave Matthews concert at Alpine Valley, and it was, uh, I have never been to a Slayer concert, but I guarantee that Slayer concerts are better behaved. Nothing but, but, but I've, there was fucking mosh pits. Woman, basically, it was the whole Me Too movement was started. People were being thrown down the goddamn uh, hills and everything over Pat Dave Matthews. So I guarantee that place was nothing but douchebags, me included. And those guys, uh, I mean, this is the target audience for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. These guys have bored people for 25-plus years with, with violin solos that go on for 15 minutes live. Please. Thank you for being here tonight. They're not not getting in. Come on up to me, little boy. What's that? <laughs> Gun to my head. I'll go to a Fish concert before I'll go to a Dave Matthews concert. Ooh, that's a, a widespread. I'm on I'm the just opposite not sure. of that. But, uh, really? I'll take the bullet. <laughs> that wasn't a compliment to Dave Matthews. I'm just like, yeah, Fish. No. Ugh. There are so if you're gonna have bands like that, there are better ones out there. They just seem very uh, agreed. Oh, they were they were like college rock when I first got into them. It was like a, yeah, an album later, they were all of a sudden like basically attracting what uh, you know leftovers from Grateful Dead shows. You know, I I'm so annoyed by them because they always play like three nights every fucking town I've been. In Florida, they play three nights. People are always want to go to it. They, it's like the same people that tell me to go to a Jimmy Buffett concert. You know what? You go to a Jimmy Buffett concert. Yeah. I'm not gonna spend spend my time out there. It's background fucking music that you're paying a shitload of money for. Ask an, an, a massive Dave, Dave Matthews fan to, to list off ten songs. Guarantee they can't do five. As big as they are, because they are massive, and like you said, they'll play these outdoor shows with 20,000 people, and they'll do three nights in a row. I just don't think a band that big should re, you shouldn't be required to know every song no. in their catalog to enjoy their show because they will definitely stay away from the songs you know. They're just one of those kind of bands. But I, you know how like some restaurants make you wear a, a, a jacket or tie? I know for yeah. a while you were required to wear a baseball cap backwards, but it couldn't be like a – it had <laughs> had to be an expensive one. Dave Matthews is something obviously I've never been a big fan of, and, and I'll pass on – Why do you on, say I'll obviously? Take, <laughs> or did, did have you heard my show? Like, have yeah. you heard my uh, taste in music? You know – after years on the road, Timmy parked the van and picked up the mic to bring you this podcast. If I'm going to Florida, I'm going to see Deicide and Obituary, not Dave Matthews loose. And Biscuit, but, uh, man. There you go. I say I'm all for that. When are they eligible for the Hall of Fame? Uh, oh. I don't know. When was the first record out? It's 25 years after that. So probably kind of uh, coming up. 20, 2022 then. Uh, quick math. Um, oh, nice. But yeah, it's just it's just never been my, uh, never been my thing. And... Um, I think I'm with loose on the on the not not getting in though, but but I, I just don't see it uh, personally. They're not in the uh, the talk to me Hall of Fame. Right on. Uh, I should mention <laughs> it's also their first year, uh, first nomination, second year of uh, eligibility. They were well, no, first. Yeah, the 2018 was their first, so they've only been skipped over once. I don't think they get in, and I don't think they deserve it. You've heard it. Dave Matthews was was not going to get in. Totally getting in. You, yeah, oh, totally you think so? Getting in. You you Josh, are you with me or no? 
I'm with you on getting in. Okay. Uh, next up is Depeche Mode. First eligible in 2006. This is somebody that we've covered in the past, and uh, and I believe we said no then. And I'm you know I'm I'm sure I'm going to stick with my uh, with my Depeche Mode uh, nose on that one. Just they're not as they're no Duran Duran, but uh, <laughs> I'll tell you this: I I did like the song "People Are People," and that was about it. I eventually grew to like "Personal Jesus" a bit. But it seemed like at a certain point they were one of those bands that uh, would probably do very well if they came out now because there was so much like about them, uh, mainly the singer David Gahan, uh, and, and, and all sorts of kind of dark, moody you know, superstitions and myths and, and, and I'm sure some truth. But uh, it just seemed to be less about the music with them. And they, they could just like disappear for four years in a time when nobody did that and come back and we'd all have to care and pay attention because we're all really smart. You know what I mean? And uh, so, I don't know. Just not uh, never a band. I don't think I've ever bought anything by them. This is basically Radiohead 1.0, where it was... Kind of. But it had... Where it was a critic's darling, too. Like, look at these guys. These, these This is a band that's insisted upon you, if you see my meaning. Does like, that make the Strokes Depeche Mode part 2.2? Anyway, carry on. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. But, but like, if it's, if it's a band like this... Now, The Cure... Were nominated? Did they? I don't think they get in, though. Correct? They were nominated like a year or two ago. Is that accurate? Or not? Correct. I, I think they might have got in. Okay, so this shows how much I pay attention. But for a band, I know that's not exactly the same <laughs> band, but that kind of is in the same zone to me for for whatever reason. That kind of moody music, and I, I highly would re- respect the Cure more. Is all I'm saying. Okay, they have more memorable songs. I, w- I, I get the moody as far as putting them connected. I never would have done that prior to that. So, I don't um, know. All right. Well, uh, Toomey, you're up first then. In and should they be in? They should not be in and they will not get in once again. I'm going there too. I didn't say that on me. I'm, 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 everything Toomey says I'm agreeing with. Tonight. Okay. That's a good plan. Three for three then. <laughs> uh, on, on this pick, uh, we all are saying nope and nope. Uh, well, that brings us to uh, the Doobie Brothers. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little surprised. This is their first nomination. Wow! Now, isn't, isn't this isn't this uh, one of the band members? The guy that was on the TV screens and Forty um, uh, Year Old Virgin. Yeah, what was the line from Paul Rudd? Like, uh, I would rather listen to Fran Drescher for eight hours than have to listen to Michael McDonald 
Nothing against him, but if I hear Yamo be there one more time, I'm going to Yamo burn this place to the ground. Yamo gonna <laughs> blow this place up or something, but my God, there's this place in in uh, Maryville, Indiana called the Star Plaza, which I saw. Alice, it was like a three thousand seater. It's a legendary place to shut down now. But the point is, is I was dragged to a concert by uh, uh, to see these guys once. What I year would have that been? Jesus, they were. It was like uh, late nineties. So what? They were already fifty years. Into the into the game yeah. at that point. If you go to their it's website, somebody. they're they're really pushing the rock hall thing. Anyway, carry on. I don't see them as an iconic band. I see them as a is a rock band that was in the seventies and whatever and, and had a few hits, but but did not stand the test of time. You don't see people clamoring for a, a Doobie Brothers right. uh, tour. Yeah, I mean, God, they had a bit of a resurgence in the eighties with that song, The Doctor. Almost at the same time, right. the, the Beach Boys were doing the Kokomo thing. Um, and it kind of similar too, where there was kind of like a not a couple of key members were gone. Did you know Michael McDonald actually came in midway? No. We now return to Michael McDonald during allergy season. Yeah, yeah. He uh, like he's not on the, the like they had a greatest hits record out before he joined the band. Uh, <laughs> it's the only record by them I think I own. Um, but uh, yeah, I like that Family Guy where Peter hired uh, Michael McDonald, Michael McDonald, to follow around and sing what he's doing. All right, guys, it's going to be a long night of border patrol, so I brought along Michael McDonald to help us out. How's he going to help us? He's going to do backup vocals for everything we say. How's he going to know How's what he we're gonna saying? Know what we're saying? Is he going to do it for all yes, of us? Yes, he's going to do it for all of us. Yeah, I hired him for the night. Yeah, it costs like two fifty an hour, so don't skip on the conversation. Don't skip on the conversation. That sounds nice. Well, I guess everything's well, back to normal. I guess everything's back to normal. Oh man, not this guy oh, again! Oh man, not this guy again! <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> He's got a nice voice. What, what, what's the two, what's the five songs they have? Name name two or three of them. Uh, China Grove. It keeps you running. Jesus is just all right with me, and I'm starting uh, to run out of gas. Uh, I thought that was by Michael Sweet. <laughs> no, he made it. He should do a cover of it though. He did do a cover of it. Uh, you said China Grove, right? What's that one? Um, uh, Oh, Blackwater. Blackwater. Uh, I'm sitting here looking I, I at the greatest the, hits the album of, of the Doobie Brothers, and I, I honestly, I'm going to go out on a limb here and, and say that they actually should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and they they have the catalog. They have, you know, we're all making fun of Michael McDonald and, and all the hits, and but, I mean, Jesus is just all right. Listen to the music. Uh, Long Train Running, China Grove, Blackwater, uh, the, Taking it to the streets. I mean, what, this band definitely deserves to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. The three of us right now should try to do that acapella breakdown on Blackwater. You guys ready? I can't do that, but I can do oh, Blackwater. Just all right. Keep on, Lucy, Keep let's on give it the... That song? I like to hear some funky Dixieland pretty mama come and take me by the hand. By the hand. Take me by the hand, pretty mama come and dance with your daddy all night long. I like to hear some. I retract it. Okay. They do have some. This is like. Yeah, this is like Credence uh, Clearwater's revival, Idiot Brother. Yes. The, sure. uh, the weird thing is, like, I first heard of Credence because of those uh, TV ads trying to sell their greatest hits. I didn't, I didn't ever even for right. the last time ever thought they were a legit band. So I, my, my memory is is kind of tainted by that as much as I was wrong. Um, I'm with Toomey. I'm putting them in. Um, I, I, I'm just, 
I'm surprised that they've never been nominated. This just I didn't know they were one of these bands that, that, that apparently John Werner hated or something for whatever reason that you don't <laughs> even get a fucking nomination. But uh, yeah, definitely enough. I don't think they're getting in though. Loose, hmm. yeah, they're not getting in. And uh, you, you, but you, I am looking at this. Do they they're, belong they're, or don't they're, they? They don't belong, and they have three songs I like on this greatest hits. Okay, uh, so I'll give them that. But uh, yeah, <laughs> so the, the, the just a uh, uh, a new criteria that we're gonna the, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame needs to add <laughs> is it, there needs to be at least four songs loose cannon lights. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I'm giving them something before I before I started. Uh, I, I probably should have done some research, but on uh, some of these bands, but um, the Doobie Brothers, they actually just just the name. This kind of sounds like a clown band. Uh, immediately dismiss them. That brings us to some more squish. Whitney Houston. Mm-hmm. Sure. The black Celine Dion. Yeah, I guess you get this one. Uh, no, I think Celine, Celine Dion, Dion would be the white. Is the Canadian Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston. Yeah. Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah, okay. you got it. Sorry, I, I, I did, all fucked I did up. the wrong one. All right, sorry, sorry. And but, there uh, ain't nobody, they're... not even those uh, lonely Eskimos are rubbing one out to Celine. <laughs> not, not, not when they got a, a Whitney Houston album cover nearby. <laughs> Sure, why not? Well, if you're in Canada, you've got all kinds of squish. You got Shania, you got Alanis, <laughs> you got <It's> true. Avril. <laughs> mm. Yeah, you're good to go. See a diversity there. Uh, well, back to Whitney. Honestly, uh, don't have a whole lot of an opinion on this. Uh, she had a monster career. Uh, she lip synced the national anthem, and people loved it. Uh, sure. It, uh, I don't know. She, she is what she is, though. I mean, she's like, uh, like the offspring of of already famous people, basically being handed a record deal, and then I, I would say delivering on the promise. So, uh, but not not an area of music that I think I, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm terribly an expert. Let's put it that way. I don't know, man. This kind of falls into that like like Madonna's in the Rock Hall of Fame yeah. category. So you kind of got to put it in that part of it. So it's it's how can you really. Say no to Whitney, but ugh, I don't know. Well, come on. She's definitely getting in. First off, she's dead, so that helps. Um, don't you think? That, that's definitely a selling point anytime somebody's up for, I, I would, for the Hall of Fame. The only reason dead. I would, I would uh, kind of uh, kick back on that is um, this is her first nomination, and she's been eligible since 2009. And when did really? she die? It's, you know, it's been a, a while. So Yeah, that's true. A few years. Um but, I mean, <clears throat> listen, she's had a huge impact in American culture. I mean, there's even a microbrewery brewery around here that has a, a Whitney Brewston that's pretty good. It's an IPA, but it has a slight, slightly uh, a, a crack aftertaste. But in general, I mean, just, <laughs> you know, she's, she's, just a, she's just part of the culture. So uh, I don't even have anything, any criticism to say about her music, just that she's getting in. Uh, yeah, I, I I think she deserves it, even though her biggest hit was a Dolly Parton song, and it doesn't seem like anybody knows that. I, I mean, don't get me wrong, people know it, but it's just one of those things that kind of gets glossed Which one? She was an amazing talent, and she had a great voice, and honestly, a fun career, and a lot of fun tabloid stuff with that uh, train wreck of a husband of hers, Bobby Brown. So, 
Uh, if anything, just Bobby to get Brown? Bobby to show show up and all coked up and fat to the the awards is is worth it for <laughs> think, me. So, what was your quote about uh, what's amazing about Bobby Brown and crack? Yeah, you said he's the only guy that you ever saw got fat being crack. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> he got fat doing crack. But uh, no, he uh, he's a he he's a character. So it'd be great to see him uh, out and about. Uh, and, and you know, he'd be he'd be crying under sunglasses too. So you know, looking at her at her discography here, I mean, she's really only got like the two main songs the i will always love you and i want to dance with somebody i mean there's obviously some other the minor children hits of the future on song what the fuck is that one um i believe the children of the future <laughs> teach them well and let them lead the way that was a mm-hmm. fucking big one that was i don't even see right. that on this list but uh I don't yeah I, I think it's, it's uh, the future <laughs> i think i'm gonna say she's a no from me and uh, no for the Hall of Fame. All right. Well, up next yeah. is a band uh, I think a little more near and dear to our tastes, and that's Judas Priest. You're in for surprise. You're in for a shock. In London town streets, when there's darkness and fun. When you least expect me. And you turn your back I'll attack I smile when I'm sneaking Through shadows by the wall I laugh when I'm creeping But you won't hear me at all Oh, hear my warning Never turn your back On the ripoff second nomination first first eligibility was back in 1999 um uh, uh big fan of, of the band obviously we've done a couple episodes uh re- talking about them we both saw the show recently they've had a bit of a resurgence uh on the concert circuit a la kind of like iron maiden i think iron maiden is uh, a little bit bigger right now but i am happy to just see any time a, a metal band gets on here this genre has been getting ignored a lot so any love it gets i think just helps yeah i mean you guys are huge fans of judas priest i enjoy some judas priest and yeah anytime any kind of the the classic metal bands get on this list it's always good for the the entire genre uh, again i've mentioned on the show wasn't a huge judas priest fan to the last like four years or so but um yeah, I mean, they, they definitely deserve it. Come on. He's the metal god. Yep. Hopefully they play that song, too. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I, just want, I, don't, I just want him to get there so he can uh, take out that motorcycle and uh, look like he's hurting his back and getting off of it, like when we saw him live and, and stuff like that. <laughs> I, I'm a yes, obviously, for putting him in. I'm just too skeptical. No way. They're not, put, they're not doing it. What's the flow going like, then? <laughs> Like, is it going from, like, Dave Matthews? Like, if these are the people getting in, does it start with Dave Matthews, then then slide into a Whitney song covered oh, by man. some famous artist, and then go into Judas Priest? I want to see the all jam at the end of the night where Rob Halford sings <laughs> What Would You Say with Dave Matthews. <laughs> and they just have a hologram of Whitney, you know, wanting to dance with somebody. Yeah, but for Whitney, do you think it's going to be a hologram, or do you think it's going to be just grab whatever flavor of the month is? Yeah, it's going to be Rihanna. You know what? It'll be fucking Beyonce. For God's sakes. Hmm. Okay. Like that bitch could hold a tune. (laughs) So angry. (laughs) The beehive is coming for me now. But but are we we saying that there's there's typically six that actually perform, five to seven is what they get. Five to seven. Okay, so six. That's, That's math. Okay. Uh, but yes, Judas is 
is a yes, oh, and I, but I'll go with. Hold on a second. Go ahead. Go ahead. Five plus seven is twelve divided by. Two. Yep, you're right. Six. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, but I'm looking at this list right now, and after you get past here, whew, I'm gonna say uh no, they're not getting in this year. Uh, I think I'm with loose on that. I don't think they get in either. Obviously, I think they should get in, but I don't think they get right. in. Yeah, so uh, uh, that's that's jeers to you, Hall of Fame, if that's how it works out. But who knows, man? Craftwork. Uh, uh, boy, we've talked about these guys before. They seem to keep coming back up. As a matter of fact, this is their sixth nomination, which might be a <laughs> fucking record. At what point do you go... It's just not happening, bro. I don't know this band at all, other than that they're electronica music, right? I just and they're German. Yeah, I mean they were just pioneers in like the seventies, and you know, like we always, you know, you and I are big football fans, and, and Lewis is coming along, but uh, <laughs> he uh, like the whole the, the the Pro Football Hall of Fame, you know, where they do the whole. It's hard to get three wide receivers in in one year. I think this is this is a year where. You've got Kraftwerk and Nine Inch Nails, and like one or the other is gonna, you know, cancel it out. And, and Depeche Mode, yeah, that's gonna be. Well, yeah, it's gonna be true. one of those. It has yeah. to be one of those three, right? If you're going to have any of them, man, that's a good point. Oh boy, yeah, it's gonna be Nails, Kraftwerk, or Depeche Mode, and uh, I'm sorry, you got any more to me on on, on the craft? No, no, work? you're good on that one. Yeah, I mean, no, it just first off, the name is ridiculous. It doesn't translate well. <laughs> you know, it's 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 cheese cheese work. Here in America, it's just not a good name to begin with. But I did like their Man Machine and Computer World era, uh, and their and their Tour de France and Electric Cafe albums are definitely the pinnacle of their career. No, nobody's heard the names of those albums anywhere. So this is a critic starling, and uh, but even so, they are still not going to get in, and I don't think they should get in. I don't know, man. I mean, I mean, they're the albums Autobahn and Radioactivity, you know, kind of, kind of really invested in the newer technologies such as the mini moog and their uh, their use of the the ems synth synthy a x a k s you know gave them a newer disciplined sound and so maybe that does kind of put them over the edge and if you've ever been roofied in a gay bar this is the music <laughs> you want to get be listening to man if you're ever in between a ralph hooter and a florian schneider run i speak from experience you motherfucker okay, sorry also uh but also a drummer falk griefenhagen now he's oof, how is he not on the best of the drummers list every year <laughs> falk griefenhagen they're getting in this time but i don't I, I don't see why we would put him in but i think they're going in no. Well, if they do get in, it has to be like the Grateful Dead, and they put all the members in, because otherwise you're not going to get Husgang Niederport or Plato Caustic. And there at least has to be one band that gets in, and they do something like that just to piss off Matt Porter. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, to, to get all the all the people in? Oh, sure. he gets in, but not Bruce Kulik. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, how can you deny Ebert Hard? Kraninman <laughs> right. and Thomas Lohrman. Oh, God. <laughs> what about Fernando uh, Plufluff? I can't even pronounce that. It's P-F-A-F-F-E-F. How is there four? How could there be four Fs in a word? Who shang That's what I was trying to say. <laughs> I was trying to say it, too. I just want to get up there. Klaus Dingle. Yeah. <laughs> Emil Schutt Wolfgang Flull. We love words. Tumi and I like like the names. Buck was like, please get done reading with Wikipedia. What is this, Decibel Geek? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're naming off all the moons. 
<laughs> yeah. <but. laughs> that was one of my favorite episodes. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, well, like, do, we, do we really need a third person saying German names wrong? <laughs> oh. Okay, let's move on. Well, so that's craft What's the vote? So I said they're in. <laughs> no. I say they're, they are, they shouldn't be in, and they're not going to get in. Okay. This is just a, uh, yeah, you know. Jimmy, you just summarized what I said, too? Yeah, no, yeah, they're not in. Okay, all right. Do you think they should be, Toomey? No. Okay. Well, let's kick out the jams with one of the bands I consider to be the most overrated in, in the history of rock music. There's a tip of the hat. Little little tease. <laughs> uh, MC5 seems to come back up. As a matter of fact, this is their fifth nomination. They have been eligible since 1991, to which Kraftwerk says, Diaper snuggin'. <laughs> Farfig nugin. Yeah. Uh, MC5 is simply a, a name... It's pretty much like a dropping a name of a band that says, "Yeah, it's like Detroit music from the." Yeah, it's like the New York the Dolls 60s. in a new Nikki Six interview. You know, correct. That's circa eighty three to eighty five. I only hear that it's one of these band names that I only hear name checked. Like you're saying, like the New York Dolls is a thing. Like, like we respected this. You know what? They had a song called "Kick Out the Jams." That's the only song I, I, I've I've tried to listen to some of the stuff. That song is you know it's a song. It's a it's a basic song and you know who did it better the presidents of the united states of america well but have you ever heard it sang when uh handsome dick manitoba was the lead singer of the band Five to 2012, you fucking Wikipedia pricks. Hold on. Hold on. What is his name again? Handsome Dick Manitoba. Okay, done. They're getting in. That's all I need. <laughs> you know what? Everybody gets in except for Handsome Dick. <laughs> that is a shame. Any other names in that band? Because, you know, uh, nobody nothing knows. Nothing that fun other than uh, Steve Anapuma Morehouse. But uh, Okay. Uh, he was yeah, only that, in the band for like a month. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's definitely He's out. Yeah. Yeah, he's not getting in. February to March 72. <laughs> <laughs> so how many times have they how many times have been on the list this list though? It's got to be a few, right? Five. I, I said 5. This is their you fifth time. Okay, okay. Okay. F- fifth time. Yeah, it's uh yeah. Thanks um, for listening. No problem. You know, I'm always just thinking about what to say next, not listening to you. Yeah, with this band, I mean, it's kind of like a one-hit wonder influential I guess they're influential but they, to me they're just kind of a one hit wonder and they're also just kind of like a a one photo wonder band because there's always that one photo that's out there that you always all see but, that guy's guy's big yeah. pro yeah yeah I mean so they had a cool look and they had one one jam but uh, I, I that's a no one and no for me I'm pretty Hold sure on that for the, the Strokes cite these guys as a major influence <laughs> I'm not sure if you're aware of this do you realize they only have three fucking albums I'm surprised That's it's that it. many. Three. Who do they think they are? Guns and Roses. Uh, yeah, yeah, but at least they had. All right. Look, Sex Pistols are in for one record, and I think they deserve it. Yeah. 
the reality is most bands that get in, even if they have a long career, get in for a very short window of what they did. <sighs> so, uh, yeah. Um, that's all I have to say about them. Is this so nose, my, double nose uh, throughout? It's, it's no, no, they shouldn't be in, and no, they're not getting in. Yeah, and no, they should stop being nominated. Uh, we got a couple more of those yes. coming up. Should, there should be kind of like a statute of limitations for num- times that you're – you're, you know, once it's five, you're done. Up next, I think, uh, I think we're all gonna have a little more fun with this one. Motorhead. Fantastic band, uh, yeah, definitely should be in. I know that's uh, kind of jumping the gun there, but you know we're not going to argue on that one. Um, you know, any any rock and roll Hall of Fame should have Motorhead in. Have, they had to have been nominated. Have they ever been nominated before? This is their first Rock-O? nomination, and they have been eligible since two thousand two. Wow, unreal! Shame, the- shame on you, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Step aside, Doobie Brothers. This is a bigger uh, outrage. Yeah, I mean, and plus, you know, you get. Uh, Great past members like Phil, Wizzo, Campbell, and Michael Wurzel Burston in, so hopefully they all get in. <laughs> no, did you see that? Uh, they actually said it, it's basically the classic, the, the first few album lineup. Uh, so like, whoa, uh, whoa, Phil Campbell's yeah, not going to get in? Phil has been in there since, what, the late 90s or, or late Fuck 80s? Or that. And, and even uh, Mickey D, who I think came in 92, 93, I'd, something like that. I Bullshit. do believe they they actually did come back and uh, amend that one. That's did the they? first time I've ever seen them do it. But I believe with Motorhead they actually amended it and uh, and put the other ones in there too. But they, normally they come out they, and they like they're like no no Bruce Kulick you know. Yeah, <laughs> like, actually I did hear that because they're also putting in uh, uh, Eric Singer and Tommy Thayer with Motorhead. <laughs> oh, nice, perfect. That, that, I, I forgot that'll, that'll, that'll bring Matt Porter back to earth. <laughs> <laughs> but is that accurate though? To me, they, they are going to have those two because those are the only two in the band. I mean, they've been there for like twenty five years. Yeah, Is that I act- believe so. Yes. I believe that was the, okay. uh, the the cool. I did not hear that, so I'm glad that that's uh, finally yeah, they're doing something right. Maybe it's because John Warner didn't step aside. You know, they're okay. they're being a little more uh, open with this stuff. This is the Dave Matthews of metal, and what I mean by that <laughs> is that there is no way they are not getting in. And what all I mean by that is that they're on the list. They are getting fucking in. And let's say not even for them being Motorhead, they are going to get in. Because it is an opportunity for Metallica to get up and jam on their songs and things like that. It is a crowd-pleasing moment. And yes, of course they should be in. I, I think a lot of, of people maybe uh, in the 80s um, first became aware of Motorhead just because of, of like Metallica and bands like that that kind of worshipped them. And you saw their shirts and because they, they weren't a huge band. Yeah. Um, really, kind of an underground band, and then you. Slowly I don't think they have a pre- gold record in the states. I'm not positive on that, but yeah, I was wondering about that. Not even Ace of Spades, you think? Huh? I Probably don't think not. so, but I could be wrong. Uh, carry on. Yeah, but and and just the um, the fact that you know, first off, again, again, every time I say this, it's not really a disrespectful thing. It's just simply the fact it helps that they're dead. Seriously, like uh, there are a lot of things on this list that are on there for um, the first time, um, and. 
you know, there's too much legacy for them not to put them in. And there's some, I also think there's too many people that are in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame now, too, that are Motorhead fans that are going to put them in. Yeah. Uh, so uh, you can go on kind of the whole Motorhead thing of, um, itself, but I'm just speaking to from the, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and, and uh, chances of them getting in and why. I tend to agree. Uh, I mean, if for no other reason than for uh, Hollow Whitney and Hollow Lemmy to do a duet of Ain't No Nice Guy uh, <laughs> at, at the end. But uh, the, 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 I, I, I tend to believe they are getting in largely because there has been kind of a, a bit of a change in the culture of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And fuck's sake, how do you not? Their T-shirt should probably be in there. Yeah. It's like <laughs> it should, there should be a T-shirt uh, wing of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame where it's like their T-shirt and the Ramones T-shirt. It, it's really a shame that they, they, they don't they didn't take this stuff a little more serious. It would have been nice to to do this when Lemmy was alive. You know, I, at least it it would have been the right thing to do. But uh, yeah, I think they're getting in. I said yeah, I said yes, and I did look it up. Uh, Phil Campbell and Mickey D were. Originally excluded from the Motorhead Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nomination class, following uproar of fans and fellow artists, the Rock Hall has now added the two musicians to the list of members eligible for nomination. And right now, Bruce yep. looks like, seriously? You <clears throat> motherfuckers. And, and also, I should say, too, is that the reason that I said that Judas Priest won't get in is because Motorhead's going in. Okay, that, that works, too. Yeah, if I'm picking one of if I if I have to pick one of the two, yeah, it's going to be Motorhead now and Priest at a later time, hopefully. Yep. Um, yep. And we'll we'll dig into some of that uh, snubs maybe a little bit later here. But well, before we carry on here, uh, I think it'd be good to kind of talk about the whole process of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And and you, you kind of touched on something a minute ago, Luce, that I think uh, it's it's at least interesting to talk about. And, and that is kind of the whole process and and the actual criteria and what they consider uh, a Hall of Famer is kind of vague and not really transparent. And to be honest, I I kind of get it for the most part. Like, the only solid criteria is you're not eligible until 25 years after the first record you released. Uh, beyond that, it's kind of a combination of success, uh, you know, influence, uh, shaping the rock and roll, all that kind of good stuff. Uh, do you guys, like, like with, with the band members, it's kind of weird... I actually think most of the guys in KISS should get in, but I kind of get why they just did the four. As much as I would say put them all in, especially if you're going to do it with the Grateful Fucking Dead, I also kind of get why I like. I get why Matt Sorum isn't in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. This band blew up, sold 30 million records, fired their drummer, and you took a gig that everybody in the world wanted. You really didn't do anything. You know, uh, at the same time, I get why Sammy Hagar should be included with Van Halen, that kind of stuff. What are you guys' thoughts on that? Should it be more concrete, like these are the rules, this is how we do it? Or should they should they be able to have some kind of judgment? Because, frankly, most Hall of Fames, there is a lot of judgment to it, you know? Well, I would say if, 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 it, if it was up to me, I think you would almost have to include the band, maybe the core members of the band in the decision. And I know maybe yes. you would get some... Uh, some, some maybe some hard feelings and be like, no, fuck that guy. He's not going to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But if it's maybe kind of a committee, but include the the band members themselves. Oh, and, like ask uh, them like what they think. Yeah. Okay. Like, hey, hey, Axel, do you think Matt should be in? You know, like the the one snub that I always that I find insane is the uh, the Pearl Jam drummer. He's not in, and he was on like the first two albums. You know, like how do you not let that guy in? But you let you know uh, probably Jack Irons or somebody whoever's whoever's in in place of the drums. On, on Pearl Jam, right? I think that's a that's perfect. What, what Toomey said, and that's what I always thought 
should be how it should be. It's just simply, yeah, talk to the founding members. If they say, yeah, this guy was important, have him come in, you know? What about like things like, hey, look, if you have, you know, three albums that sold fifteen million or five million a piece, you know that that means a certain, that weights a certain much or certain a certain amount. Yeah, that's when I think you get a little little uh, wacky because then you can go to the whole thing of uh, the the drummer that was on the album uh, that were the three Ramones big, least sellers, but they were the most influential. I'm just giving you an idea of like something yeah. like that. You know what I mean? So does, no, I just it, think. Go ahead. No, that's it. I just, I just think the simple thing is ask the band members. Yeah, that, that that's a pretty good solution. I don't think I've ever heard that before. So well done uh, to me. Look at Thanks. you. Appreciate it. I, look, I know for the most part the three of us don't think this thing matters that much, largely because of the way they've handled it and, the, and they've dismissed a, a pretty good chunk of music that, that means a lot to us. But let's say for a second it does matter and you do want people to take it like this really is an important thing. Then I think... You almost do as as an entity want to go. I don't want fucking Matt Sorum walking around telling people he's a rock and roll hall of famer because he kind of piggybacked on everything. I don't know. Like I'm just saying, it's complicated. I kind of get it. At the same time, there's so many examples of like the drummer from Pearl Jam that are just obvious brain farts, and like this this doesn't make any fucking sense. Wavy Gravy doesn't know how to play an instrument, and he's in the fucking Rock and Roll Hall of Fame with the Dead. <laughs> so I there's there's times where it makes sense, and times where it's just like what the fuck. You know, it seems but like it, like with Kiss, it does just seem like it would. This is our last dig at you. All right, well, let's get back to some real rock, and that brings us to the notorious B.I.G. I uh, I'm done, you know, bitching about rap. I think I mentioned that a couple episodes back when, or years back when we did this. It's in. That's the way it is. I don't. I've always thought this guy was one of the most overrated rappers of all time. I don't know that we would view him. With the certain, uh, I don't know, level of of, of of credibility that we do, were he not caught up in that whole Tupac and Biggie bullshit, and that he wasn't murdered at a young age? Because I find, I, like, as a rapper, I, I I just think he's okay, and I don't see anything he was doing that was necessarily groundbreaking, and frankly, kind of hard to listen to. To me. Yeah, of all the rappers that they've been trying to the force feed into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, yeah, he's he's definitely not one of my favorites. Uh, yeah. So, I'll agree with with both of you, and that is simply that he is there is perfectly rated and there's overrated. He is beyond overrated. I mean, he is. I, first off, just the fact that he's associated with Puff Daddy. Knocks him down. Oh, you, like, no shit. How did that guy become who he is? My lord. Yeah. <laughs> the the only black guy involved in hip hop that can't dance. And his only skill is wearing a suit. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know you uh, could make a career out of that. Get him to the Greek. Oh, y'all think this meaning is for me? No, no, this meaning is not for me. It's for y'all. See, see, I'm gonna be all right. I'm straight. I got villas in Brazil, Tahiti, East Hampton, West Hampton. Sergio gonna be fine. Fuck a recession. I own 20 kookaroos. 21, sir. I own 21 kookaroos. Y'all don't own one kookaroo. Not one. Not one. Y'all are fucked. <laughs> you all are fucked. He's not wrong. Oh my god. But listen, <laughs> but but no, if you if it wasn't Tupac and the whole yes, that whole thing. 
But no, he is. He had you know, a very Tupac only short had window. one testicle when he died. Oh, is that right? Yeah, he lost one and he got shot. You know, a couple years earlier, or something lost a ball. Oh, so he, so he's one pock. Yeah, one pock. <laughs> wow. So, but but no, and all, and I'll say, of all these that have come up here, no, this is this is, this guy is the least rock and roll. You can say NWA's rock and roll. Obviously, you know my feelings, nice T. But the fact is, from a talent and just a length of of uh, catalog. He's had more albums. Like Tupac and him have had more albums after they've been dead. Yeah, you know the the, uh, the which to me no. says a lot about how easy it is to make a rap album. I, I used to think that they'd have the track and everything ready, and they'd go in and rap over it. I'm pretty sure that's not the case. We know it's not with they, this stuff. Yeah. Well, then they just add, add guests and stuff like that. Another reason, whatever. Like this guy has released ten albums since he died. Why can't a current rapper do an entire record without a special guest, much less ten? Her yeah, song. This is uh, so. Uh, that's my thoughts on it. Now the problem being is one, two, three. He's getting in. Maybe because there's no other rap act this year. I'm gonna say he's not. Are we at this point? I'm gonna say it, well, obviously no. He shouldn't be in. And you know what? They're gonna take a pass at a rap act this year because this is pretty. This is a big. This is a big big push. Yeah. So I'm gonna say no and no. Same here. Yeah, I'll say no and no also. That brings us to Nine Inch Nails. This is their third nomination. Kind of surprising they've had that many. Only been eligible since 2014. Um, Pretty Hate Machine was uh, a pretty big deal at college radio when I was in college. I worked at the college radio station, and this was one record that uh, was getting quite a lot of push. Just from, not from the not just from like uh, the fellow DJs and stuff like that, but people calling in and asking for it. I absolutely think that record is brilliant. And beyond that, there's been a lot of. A lot of, lot of like songs that I thought uh, Trent Reznor really delivered something unique and special with, but as an album, I don't think he ever matched the the debut. Not a crime, but just just in my opinion, I, I've always felt that was the best one. Uh, yeah, this is one of the bands that, uh, even though I'm not a gigantic fan of, I think that I know that the uh, the shift in music that kind of happened when when Trent Reznor became popular and Nine Inch Nails became popular, and you know, just even bringing us. Uh, you know, like you said, the albums, and then every every band that came after him, such as you know, like Marilyn Manson and thing like that. So I think that he's definitely a uh, Trent Reznor himself, and then Nine Inch Nails as a whole is uh, definitely a, a cornerstone in music, and definitely uh, brought on a whole new style of like kind of like metal, industrial metal, and uh, and and paved the way for a lot of bands. Yep, I'll go with Pretty Hate Machine, just like what Baco said. Uh, that is his best. Uh, I do really like the EP Broken. Too that came after that, um, and the majority of downward spiral. But yeah, but past that, the fragile is a bloated uh, mess. And um, 
Well, I I agree what you're saying, but but yeah, influential, and, uh, and again, a critic's darling. Um, yeah, but a lot of live? fans too. I mean, I did. I heard more of the like the fan chatter. Like when they were on that that first Lollapalooza tour, they were one of the acts that stole the the event. You know. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, like the uh, I, I was that's what I just was asking. Have you ever seen them live? I yes, no, no. I me personally, no, I haven't. I just uh, I've seen um I don't know three or four times, and they're oak. They're yeah. He brings it live, and you know, obviously influential. Um, I but it's it's one of these bands that I've, I've kind of like like you said back in the day. You think a pretty hate machine was great. That some of the stuff isn't really stood the test of time for me. So for hmm. for but. This is just a personal thing. As far as just from the the actual Hall of Fame, I say yes, they should get in, and this year they are going to get in because Depeche Mode and Kraftwerk are not. That's my prediction. Agreed. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Lewis on that one. All right, so that's a unanimous one again. Um, all right, uh, well, now let's get to Loose Cannon's pet project, a band he's been trying to get into the Hall of Fame a whopping, uh, I don't know, oh, it's, it's, we're going on 20 years now. They've been nominated four times, only four times. It is This is the first time I'm like, no way, they've only been nominated four times. I'm not just talking about Rufus. I'm And I'm not talking about Rufus featuring Neil Giraldo. I'm talking about uh-huh. Rufus featuring Shaka Khan. <laughs> I know nothing about this. I, I think of Shaka <laughs> Khan and, and, like, other than them getting nominated and then seeing their records. I remember I was, like, seeing them in, like, the used record store. And I'm like, like, featuring Shaka Khan. I thought she was a guest for one album. Um, she did that. She, she covered that Prince <laughs> tune uh, as her solo career in the 80s. And I don't know, you know. Yeah. Slim her down a little bit. She's uh, she was quite a biscuit today. You know I mean? I, 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 now is Rufus a band or a dude? I, I don't Can even I tell know, you, man? Okay. Well, first off, I just want to let you know that that was they weren't always called Rufus <laughs> featuring Shaka Khan. They've had a couple names. The first first name they have was called first name was. This is actually true. This is not the joke. The jo- the joke is just the truth, and that is the first band name was just called Smoke. Then the second band name was called Ask Rufus. Ooh. Then you have Rufus and Shaka Khan, Rufus and Shaka, and also Rufus with Shaka Khan. So variations of uh, so it's it's a lot like uh, Jefferson Airplane, Jefferson Starship, Starship. <laughs> yeah, right. But Mike, first off, you know, just like we say, we should have vetting committees for band names. There's this is the ultimate one if you think about it. Rufus, if your name is Rufus, you're changing it when you're going to rock and roll, man. Well, I actually have a. Th- this brings up something that a rule that I think should be clear. If the word, if your band name has the word featuring, it is not Hall of Fame. That is that is no. that is a Nicki Minaj tr- song. Okay, not, not the name of a band. Yeah, this is a, this is a song of Nicki Minaj featuring this guy. So yeah, yeah, I think I think that's it. That's definitely right there in the rules. Put that on page fifty-five, section B. That is definitely added. And well, yeah. I will add though that in 1974 they released the great album Rags to Rufus, featuring uh, the Stevie Wonder pinned "Tell Me Something Good," which is a good jam. So uh, so yeah, little one-hit wonder action. But yeah, no, that's sure. a big no for me. Supposedly yeah. sampled by a ton of rappers, which to me is not. Uh, not 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 helping the cause, but uh, yeah, I'm going no and no. Loose, you too. Well, I just want to let you know too that that uh, the <laughs> when they used to be when they used to be called Ask Rufus. Just so you know, the name is taken from the title of the advice column in Mechanics Illustrated. 
<laughs> let, that, let, let that sit for a second. That that was the inspiration was was reading a copy of Mechanics Illustrated, oh, which I man. hope had like a hot chicken top of a car or something. All right. Well, uh, up next, do, do we know if Todd Rundgren is he getting in as a performer or a producer? Do we know? <laughs> Just still be a performer, right? It's it's in the category of performers, so I'm just going to make this one simple for me. As a producer, yes. As a performer, hell no. What bang on the drum all day? Uh, that is the worst. Fucking when I looked this up, this is the one research I did. I'm like, I know Todd Rundgren produced Meatloaf's Bad Out of Hell and a couple other things. Then when I found out he's the ass ass hat <laughs> that is behind that fucking song that I hear every Friday when I was uh, like in a, growing up, oh. It's the worst. Dude. Uh, my neighbor in college, uh, we, Wilson and I, as I mentioned before, rented a tenement just a few miles from the the the, the, the campus. But uh, um, he bought a double disc Todd Rundgren greatest hits because he wanted that song. And you know, back then that was probably an eighteen dollars CD at least, right? My point. Yeah. That's Na- that's what caused Napster. <laughs> <laughs> Paying eighteen dollars for that fucking song. Oh, God, Toomey, please. Yeah, he's much more of a producer than uh, than a rock and roll guy. Because I mean, the, the list of songs here, I'm like, ah, I don't know. But when it gets down to his production credits, such as Grand Funk Railroads, We're an American Band, The New York yeah. Dolls, and like you said, uh, Meatloaf's Bad Out of Hell. So yeah, he should be in for those, and uh, not a performer, but yes, a producer. All right, that one. But, that was. A but are there producers? Oh, but he's going in for as performer, yes. Well, that's what it says. Yeah. But uh, you know, I, I can't that imagine that he got nominated for his performing. You know, it's like no. All right, because maybe all I'm saying is maybe the, the performance category counts producers. I don't know. You wouldn't think so, but uh, uh, I'm not on the board. Uh, Soundgarden. Uh, what do we have? We got two grunge acts in. Uh, uh, Nirvana and Pearl Jam. This would be number yep. three. Boy, this band meant a lot to me during the, the during their heyday. Uh, but I got to tell you, their window seems a little short. Uh, again, mm-hmm. and maybe another posthumous boost, according to you. Uh, the drummer yep. would be getting in a second time. And um, uh, is that allowed? Uh, Matt Cameron. No, I said, is that allowed? Or they just oh, say you're hell yeah? In? I think Eric Clapton's in like five times. Okay. Yeah, I will say this: if you get in with a band like, say, Black Sabbath, I don't know that you should get in as Ozzy too. But uh, maybe that'll happen eventually. Um, I'm gonna say, God, I I would love to see him get in, but I just don't see it happening. I'm not even sure. I I think they deserve it or not. But God, they're a part of the big four of grunge, right? Yeah, and and from what I gather, I mean, they were kind of. They were pre-Nirvana and pre-Alice and Chain. I mean, they were kind of the right. sure, the original yeah. of, of that whole group, too. But, yeah, I think it's more of a Chris Cornell passing away more than anything, you know, them yeah. getting in. Uh, as long as uh, past members Hiro Yamamoto and Scott <laughs> Sunquist hey. gets in, then I guess yeah. we will be fine. 
For the record, I could have named Hiro Yamamoto without uh, looking it up. So, <laughs> uh, he he yeah, plays so- on the first records, and like he, I know he's up to uh, louder than love. But uh, yeah, I mean Ben Shepard should get in just because he played bass at his feet. Yeah, <laughs> you know, shit. I think the song "Loud Love," just that the the, the very beginning intro uh, up to the the drums kicking in, is is enough to put him in if you ask me. But uh, I hear you, man. No, they listen. The they had a three album run for me that was, <clears throat> you know, just killer. Maybe four. Yeah. Um, but I don't know for this. For this, it just kind of like you just said. It's it's the death thing, the death card that's played on this, and also the fact that I just think that um, it's a bit of a push um, right now because if I looked at this, I would rather see Alice and Chance on here. This yeah, is I guess personal it's a good preference. point. Yeah. Um, me too. And. Really? Yeah, but I guess even less okay. less product in a smaller window. But I still put them ahead of them. But I got I don't man, it's so close. It is hard because I think all all of them are going to go in anyway. So that really doesn't matter. Um, there are <clears throat> there's a reason that I'll go into in a second why I don't think they are going to go in this year. But uh, with that said, are they deserving? Yeah. Um, I, I of those bands, though, I just which don't do want to think- hear a Kim Thale acceptance speech. I'm sorry. Oh, I'll, you know what? They're not getting in just for him. He'll bore me. He, just, he doesn't seem like uh, fun. Self-important like, douchebag. Yeah, that guy just seems like he has an odor to him, too. Oh, yeah. You, you, see, you look at a picture of him, and you can smell him. Oh, yeah. He smells like Otto's Scr- jacket. It's like a scratch and sniff. Oh, my God. What do you think? How much food but, waste is in his beard right now? Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's him or, or uh, oh, Slayer Man. Oh. Rick Rubin, uh, <laughs> that guy. Oh my God! Yeah, who has who has the grossest beard? Like you said, right, Baco? Yeah, it was uh, Tom Araya actually cleaned his up. It was Tom Araya or uh, the Gary Holt. Gary Holt still has okay. the, the gnarly beard going, I believe. <laughs> but back to Soundgarden, real quick. With all due respect, you know we we have uh, Baco and I have a big big uh, love for Soundgarden. We did a whole episode on them. Um, you know, and uh, they are—they were definitely important to me, and still are the those albums. But I'm going to say no this year. I was kind of in the camp of of should they get in? Yes. Will they get in? I, I think the Chris Cornell passing away probably puts them over the edge. But uh, I think that might be my my call. Is I think they're a yes in. Should I think they're in? Yes. I think you guys are a little too close to the band. To, sure. to make a make a call. Yeah, I think that's why I'm kind of on the fence a little bit. It's like, God, this almost seems like it's I, just my personal taste. Just I, you know what? Yeah, so I take I take it back from a business perspective. I'm going to go now listen to me a little bit, and that is they're getting in this year because of the, the you know, it would seem mean not to have them go in this year if they're going to be nominated. <laughs> seem mean. Tell to Lemmy. All right. I can't. Well, uh, we got to move on here. Uh, we up next. We have Greg Troyan's uh, uh, wish list. Uh, T Rex. Uh, <laughs> I uh, 
I, I gotta tell you, I, I only know that Bang a Gong song off the top of my head. I, I, I had to look up and, and find information. They, they they were a little more productive, but man, what a small window! And uh, and I don't know is is being one of the early innovators of glam really that big a deal when, when you know basically you weren't Bowie. I don't know. It's it's like it's like saying poison belongs in because of Zeppelin. <laughs> That's gonna fucking blow up Troyan's head, by the way. <laughs> oh wait, he loves poison. He probably thinks like yes, exactly. <laughs> T Rex is perfectly rated. That's all. You, that's oh, not, you I'm just gonna move it. I'm not, they may, he's they perfectly may have rated. The term. You may, yeah, exactly. I, I'm looking at this, and uh, yeah, no, um, that's it. He's a name that's dropped. He's the, he's the MC5 of uh, Tyrannosaurus Rexes. Yeah, no, no, T-Rex is a band name. Do you not know that? <laughs> I do know. Okay. He. You kept saying he. Oh, how about he's the MC5 of he uh, said it again. Uh, Jurassic He's the MC5 of Jurassic <laughs> he Park. He did it again. What? What do you mean? I don't think you know it's not a he. <laughs> I know. It's fucking Michael Bolin or Bolin or Michael McDonald Bolin. Yeah. Michael Tommy Bolin. Yes. Hey, look, you referred yes. to Nine Inch Nails as a band. <laughs> <laughs> Quick story. It was at a local club here in uh, in Louisville, and uh, the club has all these paintings of famous rock stars on the wall. You know, Eric Clapton and uh, Janis Joplin or whatever. And there was a painting of Mark Bolin, and I was like, "Who the hell is this guy?" Oh and man, I took did a you get fo- some clap back? I took a photo of it and put it on Facebook. I was like, "Who is this?" And everybody was like, "What are you talking about, Mark Bolin?" And even when they said who it was, I was like, "Who the hell is that?" Like, so, yeah, uh, they're not in. <laughs> yeah, you know what? He's 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 not he's no Rachel Bolin. <laughs> uh, I would put Rachel Bolin and his nose ring chain in. T-Rex. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. I, I promise Mark Troy, though, I don't really care. Throw him in. Fuck it. I don't give a shit. No, 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 no. not for me. But also, but I will oh, say no, that whatever. I'm just saying I don't oh, care. Put him in. Right. I, I don't think they're getting in. No, I don't think I don't even think they deserve it. But I, I'm sorry. I don't think he deserves it. There you go. Luis. <laughs> 20th Century Boy. That's the other one. There That's we actually go. a good song. Great rip. Yeah. Covered, covered by every single band ever too i will say this that is one of the most ripped off little uh pieces although largely because it can be just put in a very small spot as like a transition piece but still it's there that leaves us with one band um it's it's actually a great way to 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 end the conversation um of course i'm talking about the monkeys (laughs) ron keel yeah uh thin lizzy um this Mm. is their first nomination Another fucking shocking kind of thing to see, since they've been eligible since 1996. To me, I don't I don't know how that that they haven't even been nominated. This seems like it. it you just fucking put them on a steamroller and drive them right in at this point. All right. How can you argue anything? Success, influence, impact on rock music. That I mean, Phil Lynott or Lynott. Or, I'm, I'm not sure if I got the pronunciation right either way, but I think just, it's Lynott. Yeah, I, I believe it is too. But it just made such a difference. And, and even I'm not that big of a fan. I think most of their stuff is really dusty sounding. But that's largely because I listened to it long after it came out. You know, I don't have that kind of instant recall that can suck me back to when like, oh, it was really cool and sounded great. But there is no denying the 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 monster impact these guys have had on music. 
Yeah, it, it just shows the ineptitude of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. If they haven't been even nominated this entire time, that's the, the, this is a as surefire slam dunk of a band that that's ever been on here. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> first off, I didn't even know because in the eighties. Boys and Back in Town was like in every fucking yeah. movie for some reason in the 80s. It was even in goddamn Toy Story, and I didn't even know it was Thin Lizzy. And my point of telling you that is that that song is so much of a part of culture where you don't even know to know the band and you know that fucking song. You probably know Jailbreak, too, and a couple other ones. For, but... Don't forget the other, other hits, Working for the Weekend. <laughs> Bang on the drum all day? <laughs> Bang on the drum all day. <laughs> you, ain't, you ain't seen nothing yet. Oh, that's right. I forgot that, too. <laughs> and, and now Chris Sinzak's head is exploding. <laughs> Stephen Michael right now is on a treadmill somewhere going, is he serious or is he <laughs> I mean, you might talk about it, but there's just a, an odd band, though. I mean, I didn't even know there was an band. There's albums called Shades of a Blue Orphanage and Vagabonds in the Western World. Yeah. I mean, they had like, this is back in the day, too, where, where the band could have like four albums before they actually had a hit too and they'd be like yeah do another one and that was when jailbreak came out but man they have yeah they, they have to go in I don't, I don't they know, definitely you know, suffer like even rachel boland talked on it in a, in a recent interview on, on cobras and fire that i loved uh mm-hmm, <laughs> but sure. uh he he touched on it and said that basically like he was a big thin lizzie fan but nobody really they weren't they never really broke in the states and i think they kind of suffer for that but the rock and roll hall yep. of fame should be above that kind of nonsense yeah, I mean, I mean, how many times has Rufus been on here? <laughs> exactly, and nobody <laughs> fucking knows who Rufus featuring Shaka, Shaka Khan is. Everybody's like yeah. Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan. If it was th- th- maybe if it was Thin Lizzy featuring Rufus, <laughs> that would be a different different situation. I mean, Thin Lizzy should be in, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Just for off the top of my head, I'm just. In 1972, Thin Lizzy were asked to record an album of deep cover purple, deep cover purples, deep purple covers, which was was released under the title Funky Junction, play a tribute to Deep Purple. No mention was made of Thin Lizzy, but the vocals and keyboards were handled by members of another band called Elmer Fudd. So, there you go. So oh, there you got a spit oh take God. out of me right there. Yeah, I literally was dr- but, taking a drink when you said that. <laughs> Fun. <laughs> by, by the way, uh, for those that are, are somewhat, you know, cursory Thin Lizzy fans, check out Renegade and Thunder and Lightning, their last uh, couple of albums in the 80s. There's a song on there that I don't think that Baco even heard called Cold Sweat. Yeah, it's I've heard it. They have John Sykes in the band. Well, there's a fucking just ripper. And uh, anyway, they've got, they got some great stuff if you want to dig in. Yes, and yes, that yes, yes, they should get in. And hold on, let me see how many I have here. One, two, three, four, five. I think that they will get in too. Um, I don't Actually. think they're getting in just because it took this. I mean, almost just a way to stick it to them. You know what I mean? Uh, but uh, they definitely belong in, though. I think they're a yes and a yes. I hope you're right. Me too. Are we going to list off our six to see it when the reality hits? What? Yeah, let's let's uh we'll we'll, we'll uh, close with that. You can list off your. It doesn't have to be six, but if you want to do do six, yes. That's uh, all I'm doing. But, but yeah, list list off the ones you want to put in, and and then throw in one that you think isn't nominated that you'd like to. Uh, the six in Thin Lizzy, Soundgarden, Nine Inch Nails, Motorhead, 
Dave Matthews Band, Doobie Brothers. And one band that I think should be in, and I think that this is the first year they're el- eligible for nomination, uh, is Corn. Is I think Corn will eventually get in just for okay. their cultural impact and uh, what they did for, uh, for 1994. That's a good pick. Okay, Lewis, uh, what do you got? Who you got going in? All right. Dave Matthews Band is going in, Whitney Houston, Motorhead, Nine Inch Nails, Soundgarden, and Thin Lizzy. And again, how I'm doing this is saying those are the six that I know are going to go in this year, whether I agree or not. And the one that should go in but will not is Judas Priest. I don't have an an outlier like uh, Toomey just had just now. Okay, I'm not going to do any uh, predictions. I'm just going to say who I think belongs in. Um, that, yeah. w- that would be uh, these. These are the ones that I, I think are slam dunks. It should go in automatically. I don't necessarily think that's going to happen. Whitney Houston, Judas Priest, Motorhead, Thin Lizzy. I'm guessing you guys might be right about uh, uh, Rufus and Shaka Khan squeaking in this year. Uh, just, what? Just, I didn't say that. Just kidding. It was a joke that bombed. And Jesus. Uh, honestly, I'm starting to come around on the idea that Motley Crue belongs in. Um, so that's the one band that hasn't been talked about. Hasn't been nominated that is eligible um obviously i mentioned in the past the whole misfits uh thing uh would be cool with me but uh you know what the the sunset strip hair metal era doesn't really have anybody in there uh i mean maybe you count bon jovi but i i I don't um i think motley Crue uh probably deserves it uh for so many so many fucked up reasons And, and and again for maybe three records but whatever that's the way it's been cool all right, uh, I'd like to thank our guest, Josh Toomey, for joining the show. Uh, Josh, it's always a pleasure. Um, now, uh, so Josh, uh, why don't you tell everybody uh, well, what you do and where they can find you? Well, I host the Talk To Me podcast. You can find me anywhere that the uh, these wonderful podcasts are found. If you found Cobras and Fire, I'm sure you can find me too. Talk To Me, T-O-O-M-E-Y, or uh, TalkToMePod.com. And uh, yeah, a lot of good stuff going on over there. Any uh, any big interviews coming up? Anything you want to tease? Uh, the the most recent episode will be uh, the Mikey Doling of Snot and Soulfly. Uh, he did a uh, he's doing a solo project, and we are actually premiering his uh, his new track uh, on the podcast and on the website. He actually reached out and asked if I would uh, premiere his stuff, so I think that was really cool of him to do. And uh, it was a cool song, and make sure to check it out. It's called Dirty Clown, <clears throat> and you can check that out over at uh, TalkToMePod.com or check out the uh, interview and premiere of the new track. Well done, and uh, obviously uh, we've had a good relationship over the years. You uh, the talk to me in the Cobras and Fire show, and uh, and I'm a big fan. So, uh, Lewis, got anything nice to say to our parting guest, or are we going to keep this beat yeah. going? No, no, no. I, I would like to uh, put my uh, request that the show art be the picture uh, from behind of us all holding each other uh, at the Rock and Pod <laughs> Expo with our hands uh, in each other's pockets or whatever that was. I think that should be the show art. Done. And that, and that should say Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in the background. Photoshop that shit up. Done. Okay. Thank you, to- thank you, Toomey. Thank you. Rock's not dead. But if it was, it would help with the uh, nomination process.
Dead, but fan voting closes at midnight. Rock's, Rock's not dead, dead, but if you are, your chances of getting in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame are better. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. 
and why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 